The Complete Works of Winnie the Pooh The immortal stories from the books Winnie the Pooh and The House at Pooh Corner and poems from When We Were Very Young and Now We Are Six by Alan Alexander Milne Presented for radio, unabridged, in 18 parts. Produced by Christopher Toyne and performed by Peter Dennis. Part 9, in which a house is built at Pooh Corner for Eeyore. The House at Pooh Corner Dedication You gave me Christopher Robin, and then you breathed new life in Pooh. Whatever of each has left my pen goes homing back to you. My book is ready and comes to greet the mother it longs to see. It would be my present to you, my sweet, if it weren't your gift to me. in which a house is built at Pooh Corner for Eeyore. One day, when Pooh Bear had nothing else to do, he thought he would do something. So he went round to Piglet's house to see what Piglet was doing. It was still snowing as he stumped over the white forest track, and he expected to find Piglet warming his toes in front of his fire. But to his surprise, he saw that the door was open, and the more he looked inside, the more Piglet wasn't there. He's out, said Pooh sadly. That's what it is. He's not in. I shall have to go a fast thinking walk by myself. Bother. But first he thought that he would knock very loudly, just to make quite sure. And while he waited for Piglet not to answer, he jumped up and down to keep warm. And a hum came suddenly into his head, which seemed to him a good hum, such as his hummed hopefully to others. The more it snows, tiddly-pum, the more it goes, tiddly-pum, the more it goes, tiddly-pum, on snowing. And nobody knows, tiddly-pum, how cold my toes, tiddly-pum, how cold my toes, tiddly-pum, are growing. So what I'll do, said Pooh, is I'll do this. I'll just go home first and see what the time is, and perhaps I'll put a muffler round my neck, and then I'll go and see Eeyore and sing it to him. He hurried back to his own house, and his mind was so busy on the way with the hum that he was getting ready for Eeyore that when he suddenly saw Piglet sitting in his best armchair, he could only stand there rubbing his head and wondering whose house he was in. Hello, Piglet, he said. I thought you were out. No, said Piglet. It's you who were out, Pooh. So it was, said Pooh. I knew one of us was. He looked up at his clock, which had stopped at five minutes to eleven some weeks ago. Nearly eleven o'clock, said Pooh happily. You're just in time for a little smackerel of something. And he put his head into the cupboard. And then we'll go out, Piglet, and sing my song to Eeyore. Which song, Pooh? The one we're going to sing to Eeyore, explained Pooh. 
The clock was still saying five minutes to eleven when Pooh and Piglet set out on their way half an hour later. The wind had dropped, and the snow, tired of rushing round in circles trying to catch itself up, now fluttered gently down until it found a place on which to rest. And sometimes the place was Pooh's nose, and sometimes it wasn't. And in a little while Piglet was wearing a white muffler round his neck, and feeling more snowy behind the ears than he had ever felt before. He said at last, and a little timidly, because he didn't want Pooh to think he was giving in. Uh, I was just wondering, how would it be if we went home now and practiced your song, and then sang it to you tomorrow, or or the next day, when we happen to see him? That's a very good idea, Piglet," said Pooh. "We'll practice it now as we go along." But it's no good going home to practice it, because it's a special outdoor song which has to be sung in the snow. Are you sure? <coughs> Asked Piglet anxiously. Well, you'll see, Piglet, when you listen, because this is how it begins. The more it snows, tiddly pom. Tiddly what? <coughs> said Piglet. Pom. Said Pooh. I put that in to make it more hummy. The more it goes, tiddly pom. The more... Didn't you say snows? <coughs> yes, but that was before. Before the tiddly-pom? <coughs> it was a different tiddly-pom, said Pooh, feeling rather muddled now. I'll sing it to you properly, and then you'll see. So he sang it again. The more it snows, tiddly-pom, the more it goes, tiddly-pom, the more it goes, tiddly-pom, on snowing. And nobody knows, tiddly pom, how cold my toes, tiddly pom, how cold my toes, tiddly pom, are growing. He sang it like that, which is much the best way of singing it. And when he had finished, he waited for Piglet to say that, of all the outdoor hums for snowy weather he had ever heard, this was the best. And after thinking the matter out carefully, Piglet said, "Pooh." He said solemnly, "It isn't the toes, so much as the ears." By this time, they were getting near Eeyore's gloomy place, which was where he lived, and as it was still very snowy behind Piglet's ears, and he was getting tired of it, they turned into a little pine wood and sat down on the gate which led into it. They were out of the snow now, but it was very cold, and to keep themselves warm, they sang Pooh's song right through six times. Piglet doing the tiddly poms, and Pooh doing the rest of it, and both of them thumping on the top of the gate with pieces of stick at the proper places, and in a little while they felt much warmer, and were able to talk again. I've been thinking," said Pooh, "and what I've been thinking is this: I've been thinking about Eeyore. What about Eeyore? <coughs> well, poor Eeyore has nowhere to live." No, he has," said Piglet. "You have a house, Piglet, and I have a house, and they are very good houses. And Christopher Robin has a house, and Owl and Kanga and Rabbit have houses, and even Rabbit's friends and relations have houses, or some things. But poor Eeyore has nothing. So what I've been thinking is, let's build him a house." That," said Piglet, "is a grand idea. Ooh, 
Where shall we build it? We will build it here, said Pooh, just by the wood, out of the wind, because this is where I thought of it. And we will call this Pooh Corner. And we will build an Eeyore house with sticks at Pooh Corner for Eeyore. Oh, there was a heap of sticks on the other side of the wood, said Piglet. I saw them, lots and lots, all piled up. Thank you, Piglet, said Pooh. What you have just said will be a great help to us. And because of it, I could call this place Pooh and Piglet Corner. If Pooh Corner didn't sound better, which it does, being smaller and more like a corner. Come along. So they got down off the gate and went round to the other side of the wood to fetch the sticks. Christopher Robin had spent the morning indoors going to Africa and back, and he had just got off the boat and was wondering what it was like outside, when who should come knocking at the door but Eeyore. Hello, Eeyore, said Christopher Robin as he opened the door and came out. How are you? It's snowing still, said Eeyore gloomily. So it is. And freezing. Is it? Yes, said Eeyore. However, he said, brightening up a little, we haven't had an earthquake lately. What's the matter, Eeyore? Nothing, Christopher Robin. Nothing important. I suppose you haven't seen a house or what not anywhere about. What sort of a house? Just a house. Who lives there? I do. At least I thought I did. But I suppose I don't. After all, we can't all have houses. But Eeyore, I didn't know. I always thought... I don't know how it is, Christopher Robin, but what with all this snow and one thing and another, not to mention icicles and such like, it isn't so hot in my field about three o'clock in the morning as some people think it is. It isn't close, if you know what I mean. Not so as to be uncomfortable. It isn't stuffy. In fact, Christopher Robin, he went on in a loud whisper, quite between ourselves and don't tell anybody. It's cold. Oh, Eeyore. And I said to myself, the others will be sorry if I'm getting myself all cold. They haven't got brains, any of them. Only grey fluff that's blown into their heads by mistake. And they don't think. But if it goes on snowing for another six weeks or so, one of them will begin to say to himself, Eeyore can't be so very much too hot about three o'clock in the morning. And then it will get about and they'll be sorry. Oh, Eeyore, said Christopher Robin, feeling very sorry already. I don't mean you, Christopher Robin. You're different. So what it all comes to is that 
I built myself a house down by my little wood. Did you really? How exciting! The really exciting part, said Eeyore in his most melancholy voice, is that when I left it this morning it was there, and when I came back it wasn't. Not at all very natural, and it was only Eeyore's house. But still, I just wondered. Christopher Robin didn't stop to wonder. He was already back in his house, putting on his waterproof hat, his waterproof boots, and his waterproof Macintosh as fast as he could. We'll go and look for it at once, he called out to Eeyore. Sometimes, said Eeyore, when people have quite finished taking a person's house, there are one or two bits which they don't want and are rather glad for the person to take back, if you know what I mean. So I thought if we just went... Come on, said Christopher Robin, and off they hurried. And in a very little time they got to the corner of the field by the side of the pine wood where Eeyore's house wasn't any longer. There, said Eeyore. Not a stick of it left. Of course, I've still got all this snow to do what I like with. One mustn't complain. But Christopher Robin wasn't listening to Eeyore. He was listening to something else. Can't you hear it? he asked. What is it? Somebody laughing? Listen. They both listened, and they heard a deep, gruff voice saying in a singing voice that the more it snowed, the more it went on snowing, and a small, high voice tiddly palming in between. It's Pooh, said Christopher Robin excitedly. Possibly, said Eeyore. And Piglet, said Christopher Robin excitedly. Probably, said Eeyore. What we want is a trained bloodhound. The words of the song changed suddenly. We finished our house, sang the gruff voice. Tiddly pom, sang the squeaky one. It's a beautiful house, tiddly pom. I wish it were mine, tiddly pom. Poo, shouted Christopher Robin. The singers on the gate stopped suddenly. It's Christopher Robin, said Pooh eagerly. He's round by the place where we got all those sticks from, <coughs> said Piglet. Come on, said Pooh. They climbed down their gate and hurried round the corner of the wood, Pooh making welcoming noises all the way. Why, here is Eeyore, said Pooh when he had finished hugging Christopher Robin, and he nudged Piglet, and Piglet nudged him, and they thought to themselves what a lovely surprise they had got ready. Hello, Eeyore. Same to you, Pooh Bear, and twice on Thursdays, said Eeyore gloomily. Before Pooh could say, Why Thursdays? Christopher Robin began to explain the sad story of Eeyore's lost house. And Pooh and Piglet listened, and their eyes seemed to get bigger and bigger. Where did you say it was? asked Pooh. Just here, said Eeyore. Made of sticks? Yes. Oh, said Piglet. What? said Eeyore. I just said, oh, 
said Piglet nervously, and so as to seem quite at ease, he hummed tiddly-pom once or twice in a what-shall-we-do-now kind of way. You're sure it was a house, said Pooh. I mean, you're sure the house was just here? Of course I am, said Eeyore, and then he murmured to himself, No brain at all, some of them. Why, what's the matter, Pooh? asked Christopher Robin. Well, said Pooh, the fact is, said Pooh, well, the fact is, said Pooh, you see, said Pooh, it's like this, said Pooh, and something seemed to tell him that he wasn't explaining very well, and he nudged Piglet again. It's like this, said Piglet quickly, only warmer, he added after deep thought. What's warmer? The other side of the wood where Eeyore's house is. My house? said Eeyore. My house was here. No, said Piglet firmly. The other side of the wood. Because of being warmer, said Pooh. But I ought to know. Come and look, said Piglet simply, and he led the way. There wouldn't be two houses, said Pooh. Not so close together. They came round the corner, and there was Eeyore's house, looking as comfy as anything. There you are, <coughs> said Piglet. Inside as well as outside, said Pooh proudly. Eeyore went inside and came out again. It's a remarkable thing, he said. It is my house, and I built it where I said I did. So the wind must have blown it here. And the wind blew it right over the wood and blew it down here. And here it is as good as ever. In fact, better in places. Much better, said Pooh and Piglet together. It just shows what can be done by taking a little trouble, said Eeyore. Do you see, Pooh? Do you see, Piglet? Brains first, and then hard work. Look at it. That's the way to build a house, said Eeyore proudly. So they left him in it, and Christopher Robin went back to lunch with his friends Pooh and Piglet, and on the way they told him of the awful mistake they had made. And when he had finished laughing, they all sang the outdoor song for snowy weather the rest of the way home. Piglet, who was still not quite sure of his voice, putting in the tiddly poms again. And I know it seems easy, <coughs> said Piglet to himself, but it isn't everyone who could do it. The Mirror 
Between the woods the afternoon is fallen in a golden swoon. The sun looks down from quiet skies to where a quiet water lies, and silent trees stoop down to trees. And there I saw a white swan make another white swan in the lake, and breast to breast, both motionless, they waited for the wind's caress, and all the water was at ease. You may remember that Christopher Robin once had a swan. Or the swan had Christopher Robin, I don't know which. And that he used to call this swan Pooh. That was a long time ago now. And when we said goodbye, we took the name with us, as we didn't think the swan would want it anymore. Well, when Edward Bear said that he would like an exciting name all to himself, Christopher Robin said at once, without stopping to think, that he was Winnie the Pooh. And he was. So, as I've explained the poo part, I will now explain the rest of it. You can't be in London for long without going to the zoo. There are some people who begin the zoo at the beginning, called weigh-in, and walk as quickly as they can past every cage until they get to the one called weigh-out. But the nicest people go straight to the animal they love the most and stay there. So, when Christopher Robin goes to the zoo... He goes to where the polar bears are, and he whispers something to the third keeper from the left, and doors are unlocked, and we wander through dark passages and up steep stairs, until at last we come to the special cage, and the cage is opened, and out trots something brown and furry, and with a happy cry of, Oh, bear! Christopher Robin rushes into its arms. Now this bear's name is Winnie, which shows what a good name for bears it is. But the funny thing is that we can't remember whether Winnie is called after Pooh or Pooh after Winnie. We did know once, but we have forgotten. Every little cloud always sings aloud. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. It makes him very proud to be a little cloud. The bees were still buzzing as suspiciously as ever. Some of them indeed left their nests and flew all round the cloud as it began the second verse of this song. And one bee sat down on the nose of the cloud for a moment and then got up again. Christopher! Oh! Robin! called out the cloud. Yes? I have just been thinking and I have come to a very important decision. These are the wrong sort of bees. Are they? Quite the wrong sort. So I should think they would make the wrong sort of honey, shouldn't you? Would they? Yes, so I think I shall come down. How? asked you. Winnie the Pooh hadn't thought about this. If he let go of the string, he would fall. Bump! And he didn't like the idea of that. So he thought for a long time, and then he said... Christopher Robin, you must shoot the balloon with your gun. Have you got your gun? Of course I have, you said. But if I do that, it'll spoil the balloon, you said. But if you don't, said Pooh, I shall have to let go, and that would spoil me. When he put it like this, you saw how it was. 
and you aimed very carefully at the balloon and fired. Oh, said Pooh. Did I miss? you asked. You didn't exactly miss, said Pooh, but you missed the balloon. I'm so sorry, you said, and you fired again, and this time you hit the balloon, and the air came slowly out, and Winnie the Pooh floated down to the ground. But his arms were so stiff from holding onto the string of the balloon all that time that they stayed up straight in the air for more than a week, and whenever a fly came and settled on his nose, he had to blow it off. And I think, but I'm not sure, that that is why he was always called. The Little Black Hen Berryman and Baxter, Pretty Boy and Pen, and Old Father Middleton are five big men, and all of them were after the little black hen. She ran quickly, they ran fast. Baxter was first and Berryman was last. I sat and watched by the old plum tree. She squawked through the hedge and she came to me. The little black hen said, Oh, it's you? I said, Thank you, how do you do? And please, will you tell me, little black hen, what did they want, those five big men? The little black hen, she said to me, They want me to lay them an egg for tea. If they were emperors, if they were kings, I'm much too busy to lay them things. I'm not a king, and I haven't a crown. I climb up trees and I tumble down. I can shut one eye, I can count to ten, so lay me an egg, please, little black hen. The little black hen said, What will you pay if I lay you an egg for Easter day? I'll give you a please, and a how do you do? I'll show you the bear who lives in the zoo. I'll show you the nettle place on my leg if you'll lay me a great big eastery egg. The little black hen said, I don't care for a how do you do or a big brown bear, but I'll lay you a beautiful eastery egg if you'll show me the nettle place on your leg. I showed her the place where I had my sting. She touched it gently with one black wing. Nettles don't hurt if you count to ten. And now for the egg said the little black hen. When I wake up on Easter day, I shall see my egg she promised to lay. If I were emperors, if I were kings, it couldn't be fuller of wonderful things. Berryman and Baxter, Pretty Boy and Pen, and Old Father Middleton are five big men. All of them are wanting an egg for their tea, but the little black hen is much too busy. The little black hen is much too busy. The little black hen is much too busy. She's laying my egg for me. Politeness If people ask me, I always tell them, Quite well, thank you, I'm very glad to say. If people ask me, I always answer, Quite well, thank you, how are you today? I always answer, I always tell them, If they ask me politely. But sometimes I wish that they wouldn't. The Complete Works of Winnie the Pooh, performed by Peter Dennis, based on the stage show Bother. Music composed and conducted by Don Davis. Piano played by Gloria Chang and clarinet by Charles Boito. Production recorded and mixed by Jeff Sykes at KCRW Santa Monica.
Executive Producer Jacqueline Delorier. Radio Production Directed by Christopher Toyne. A co-production of KCRW and Bother LA Production. You've just heard the complete works of Winnie the Pooh on ICANNHD2 and ICANNRadio.org. Unabridged recordings of the four Winnie the Pooh books can be found at downpour.com or by calling 1-855-369-6768.